0: This is the one and only t and you are tuning to the T-Quest Show. Relatable, informative, yet entertaining. And also available in your t mobile app in your Google Play Store and your App Store. Yo, I feel like I'm the only person who can do live drops. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> No, no, for real. Because like, most people cue that stuff up, and I don't even need to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Normally I introduce my guest, but you know, his loud laugh <laughs> at my intro rant um kind of <laughs> gave it away that it's a guy I'm interviewing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know what? I'm not even to int- ladies and gentlemen, DJ Spaz out.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah Oh my gosh. But, um, What's going on? You know me, you know, living life like it's golden glitter. I see
1: this conversation going to be
0: for laughter, I'm just saying because, you know, I'm the type of person I stay in my own world. I live in my own little fairy tale because the outside world truly scares me. And um, sometimes I feel more comfortable in my bubble. I really do. But sometimes you do have to face reality. So I had to come out from time to time. And then I meet some cool people that can keep a smile on my face. You know, sometimes you, sometimes you keep a smile on my face. Remember when, you, um, when we met? I do. I do. I, do. <laughs> um, I think you were the one that saw... Okay, so for people who don't know, I have um, a blog called The Quest Chronicles. You know, love, life, music, and more from my perspective. And even though I put up on all my social media sites, you know, like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, my fan page, even on my mobile app, I'm like, I have to find a way to gravitate more people, not just to my app, but to my blog for the magazine. So I started to um do videos. <laughs> Videos of me talking to the people and promoting my blogs. After a while, I realized people were more engaged into it because of my cuteness. <laughs> oh, man. My signature giggle and um, the sound of my voice. But I'm like, hopefully someone's paying attention to the actual words that I'm speaking. And it will actually go to read the blogs. (laughs) So, this particular man, I don't know how you saw my video. But, (laughs) no, you got to explain to people how you saw my video and how how we officially met that way.
1: (laughs) Well, um, I definitely know that we have been friends for maybe, uh, I'll say... Uh, maybe a week or so on Facebook and then all of a sudden this Mm -hmm. video just popped across my timeline (laughs) (laughs) and I was like whoa, 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 no, 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 no we're not going to scroll past that, we're going to scroll back up we're going to click into that (laughs) and I got lost in your voice and I had to play again because like I said I got lost in your voice and history. I had to follow up, had to go see what you was talking about, fell in love with the Quest chronicles, and I fell under the quest effect.
0: Wow. Now that's interesting because what you made me realize is that um, the promotion does work to gravitate to people, but at the same time, um, it shows me that people are paying attention which is a great thing. But I actually thought like it was on somebody else's page and you saw it. I didn't realize we were already friends, but I tell people you may try something, but try something different because you meet new people all the time on social media. You're always adding new friends and based off the algorithm, you never know who's paying attention at that time. So you got to constantly be promoting and find different ways. So I'm glad that it gravitated you to me as a new friend on my page. But I realized that what sealed the deal even more, even though you slid in my DM and told me that my video was so amazing <laughs> that it made you want to read the blog, or maybe I told you, like, thank you for watching and listening, but go read the blog. Like, <laughs> that's the whole purpose is for you to read the blog. But I think you did, right? Hopefully. Right. <laughs> yeah. But then, what really captured your heart, from my perspective, is when I went live for my radio show, when it was actually called Live on My Side, and I was just talking to people about random stuff. I could have sworn I named it, like, Nasty Talk or something, I don't know if that captured you too, (laughs) but... Ah,
1: it, was a plus. it was a plus. I'm not, I'm not going to be one to, to hear
0: and start. It was a plus. Yeah. I, captions is everything. Headlines is everything. That's how you gravitate the people. But what yeah. I liked about it is that being a new person to the blog and to the radio show, I'm happy that it was so engaging that you actually tuned in the majority of the time without even knowing who I am or was. Why?
1: Um, because not only was it, you know, the topic of what she was discussing at the time, but it was the fact that you could keep everybody engaged with a uh, uh, lesser, lesser compatible talk show co-host at that time, um, our guest, a special guest on your show at that time, and you were still rocking and rolling with every punch, and yes, that was an extremely long live, but I stayed the duration of it because you were so engaging with your audience, (laughs) you were responding to the comments, you were on top of everything, you never stayed on one subject too long, and it was just A-1, it was an A-1 radio show.
0: I, I definitely appreciate that. Cause you know, I used to go live and they can see me when I worked at actual radio stations where I'm actually live in the stations. And now that I do it for my own programs at home, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing all of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just want to chill and just have some fun, and that's what I've been doing. But at the same time, I feel like since they can't see me. How can my voice and when I'm speaking at um allow what can I do to keep them engaged? You know? Because before I feel like they were more engaged because they can see me and see my making silly faces and the ways to grip the mic at the radio station was a little inappropriate, not on purpose. That's just me and the mic. Um <laughs> But how can I keep them engaged with just my voice and my topics? So you're someone who definitely goes live a lot. And I'm curious to how that actually helps you in your brand.
1: Um, I'm actually learning some stuff from you um, really? as I see you go live and everything like that in terms of to help me with my lives and, you know, how much material I put out or what material I put out or how I go live. Do I want to do a live video broadcast or do I want to do an audio broadcast? So uh-huh. you're you're helping on many levels that you might not even know yet. Wow.
0: So, what do you um prefer when you just? Cause you know I watch what you do, and um, do you prefer chilling in the car talking to people, or you feel like you have more energy when when you actually behind your turntables? Like, which one feels more comfortable for you?
1: Well, music is my passion, so I would say I'm comfortable. And the car of course because it's just a relaxed environment, but the energy definitely comes into play when I get behind the turntables, mm-hmm. most definitely.
0: How long have you been DJing?
1: Um, I am actually coming up on seven years. It'll be eight years next year.
0: Do they con- still consider you like a newbie or you feel like you've paid your dues to gain more respect <laughs> than that? <laughs>
1: It's quite funny to me because the majority of my my actual takeoff in DJing started in South Carolina when I moved down there, um, actually when I was in high school. Um, so when I moved back to my hometown of rural Virginia, it was like, oh, you DJ now? So they're pretty much picking up on it. And I would say they were picking up on it three years into it. Okay. So to them, I've really only been DJing for maybe about three to four years now. So they still see me as a newbie, but I'm actually seven years into the game. And the more gigs that I do here, they're like, okay, maybe he's not a rookie. Maybe he's not a newbie.
0: (laughs) What made you even get into DJing?
1: Uh, Well, honestly, I have to credit um, DJ Superman out of Greenville, South Carolina. Mm
0: -hmm. um,
1: Because I was starting to throw parties, um, team parties in South Carolina. And I was just gravitated to the DJ booth because I always had a voice. I always had a voice for talking, hyping up the crowd. That's just what I did. Um, so I would always find myself in the DJ booth. So one day I seen him doing what he do, and I just went up to him, and I was like, can I ask you something? What made you want to get started in DJing? He said, you want to know the real reason? I said, of course. I always like to know the hundred. He was like, I got tired of paying other DJs. What? I did not. Yeah, Yep. I did not expect that answer. Um, and I was like, okay, okay, cool. Um, so with that being said, I definitely took a liking to it. And he also had a musical background, of course, but he was doing the same thing as far as throwing parties and things of that nature. Um, So with me having a musical background, I've been playing drums since I was five in church. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, I was in a marching band and things of that nature. So beats and beats per minute and all that came naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, So that really intrigued me to want to do it.
0: Okay, okay. So um, (laughs) I want to know about like, you know, they always talking about um, DJs and backpack DJs. And DJs <laughs> taking gigs that's only, like, $150 or whatever. So, when it came to you getting behind the ones and twos for the first time as, like, your first gig, like, what was that money looking like? <laughs>
1: mm.
0: Be honest. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be honest.
1: Well, I'm going to be completely honest. I did not start out with... um turntables or controller or anything like that, I was strictly DJing off of my laptop. Um, and then when I did upgrade to a controller, it was basically a very beginner controller. Um, probably not wider than a small end table. And I was pretty much taken as a joke when I would walk into the clubs. Mm. Um, so um. My rate at that time was pretty much $100 for four hours, literally. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) uh, But once they seen my talent and where I was and what I could do with the equipment that I had, Uh that word got out and that's when i started progress but yes i was definitely definitely messing up the dj game and messing up the rates with the hundred dollars for four hour rate
0: well my thing is i don't feel like it's messing it up because it's something that i speak to a lot of them about you have to start somewhere i know a lot of them did not jump into the dj game making five to six hundred dollars their first gig out like stop it you know what i'm saying i get it to a certain degree that they look at people like yo they don't understand all the hard work that we put in that we should get paid i get that but at the same time some of you guys still have to start somewhere and what you have to realize is every person who's um booking djs Is not always trying to be cheap. Sometimes it really is depending on the budget. Like me personally, the majority of all my friends are DJs. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to me having a gig, I know I have to hire one of them. And even though my favorites, maybe the ones I want to hire every gig, I don't do that. And the reason why I don't is not because I want to discredit them. It's just that if I'm doing an intimate event, at a small lounge or bar where I know I'm not going to really be making nothing at the door. I'm not going to hire a five to $600 DJ when I'm not even going to make that for the night. You know what I'm saying? So in moments like that, business-wise, it's only smarter to hire a DJ that will actually accept a little less. Not saying that he's worse than them because of the price, but everyone has to start somewhere. And some people are okay. Like, you know what? I'm just blessed to have a gig because there's so many of them out there. A lot of them don't even get a chance to get hired. You know, a lot of clubs have residency DJs. You know what I'm saying? Not trying to justify certain people. Because I know a lot of them are hot mess and really try to get a DJ for $100 knowing that they got a budget of 1000 I get that. But I just try to open people's minds to looking at things in a new perspective. Does that make sense?
1: Most definitely. And from my end and from my take, because I've been around many people who had who had had connections to multiple DJs and, mm-hmm. you know, all rates vary between the DJs and I never felt slighted or disrespected when I wasn't booked for a certain gig because they always told me up front, hey, this just isn't the gig for you. It's a very small setting. I'm not making anything. i much rather hear that conversation than a conversation at the end of the night. Hey, man, I didn't make this. I didn't make that. I can't pay this. <laughs> that that.'" Just doesn't
0: fly i know trust me i get it because even as a promoter if i had a gig and it didn't go as well for me in my pockets i don't care if i'm even in the hole i always made sure that whoever i hired still got their money even if i personally didn't make any you know what i'm saying i always did that when i walked through I'm like, okay, so here's the rest of the money for the DJ, even though he already got his deposit. Here's the rest for whoever I'm hiring to host, whoever I'm hiring to perform. You know, and if more money came in, I'm like discourse from them so I don't have to actually come out my pocket. But I always had a stash with me just in case I had to come out of pocket if the event is not successful. Why? Because at the end of the day, whether people came into the event that I'm throwing or not... Whoever I hired technically still did their job, which means they still get paid, you know? And it's funny because I have know some DJs who um, get these residencies at these bars and stuff where, you know, the bars where the DJ is not just the DJ, he's the promoter, he, <laughs> he's in the, the, the entertainment, he's the host, he's the hype man, he or she, <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. and then they're hiring you not because of your talent. They're hiring you, hoping that you can bring them business because they ain't got none. In my mind, that's more than one job, which means you actually owe me more than what you were trying to give me to begin with. You know, and I tell them just because they start now and they trying to build, don't play yourself because technically you're still doing your job. If someone's supposed to be sure at the end of the day, it's not the DJ. It's not the bartender. Y'all did what y'all had to do. Whatever money you made at the bar, you pay your staff. In that moment, that yep. DJ is a part of your staff. And I don't have time because someone did that to me as a host. You know, oh, trust me, it's going to be a lot of people here. Yo, I know mad people. I got a big following. I just need you to come through, host, and do your thing. And night, you know what I'm saying? Like, we only made this amount. So I only can give you this. I'm just like, um, if this all you made, I don't see why you should get a cut you're the one who lied. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you should take the L, not I me. I don't
1: understand it. You, you, you have to come in. If you start to plan out an event, you have to come in and not look forward to banking off the door because the door can fluctuate. It could rain that day it could do whatever you could start your event and it could downpour raining and you could lose the crowd that you potentially had and that's not the dj's
0: fault that's not the security's fault and that's
1: not the bar style's fault so you still have you still have to have provisions in
0: place to take care of those people but they don't and i'm like this is why the game is not just messed up musically it's messed up when it comes to business and everything you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, what do we do to change it? It's all about knowing your worth and realizing that, look, we don't have to be enemies, but this is just not my gig, <laughs> yes, you know, and I do hope you find what you need no. and um, yeah, best of luck to you and <laughs> your future endeavors. You know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) Most definitely. You got to hit them with that because then if you do not set that precedent up front, then you're going to continuously run into that issue and eventually it's not just going to be with that person, it's going to get spreaded around whoever they affiliate
0: themselves with. Exactly. But you know, it is what it is. So, what I wanted to talk to you about also is the fact that you released your compilation album called Unleashed Volume One, am I correct?
1: (laughs) Yes, 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 Congratulations
0: on that, you know, because I feel like kudos to you for giving a platform for the artists to get some exposure off a mixtape compilation, but still get paid for it too because you distributed it just like an album where they get their credit and their coinage from their streaming. What made you even wanted to do that to begin with?
1: Um. Well, since I started, before I was I actually got knee deep into DJing, I was the artist myself.
0: Wait a minute. Wait I a think, minute. Wait a minute. We're not gonna just bypass that. <laughs> you were an artist. <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. So, um. So a period
1: of time, I did wear a lot of hats.
0: Um, no, wait, and, wait a minute, because there's different types of artists, different genres. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So I don't want to prejudge based off personality, but were you a singer or a rapper?
1: I was a rapper.
0: <laughs> oh, DJ Out got bars.
1: <laughs> 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 yes yes um i did rap, but i was rapping i was producing i was on graphics i was engineering i was doing it all and i really had to take a step back from all of that and really hone in on three major things that i wanted to push at one time because when you're doing too much sometimes you're not pushing out quality products in
0: mm. all areas doesn't that sound familiar continue
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, but yes I was an artist at one time so that really gave me insight on what all artists have to deal with as far as the independent industry goes now yes this was back in mm, like 20, 2012 2013 where streaming and the distributing services hadn't really Extremely taken off like they have now. You mean how we were um, still
0: making money off of our singles and albums?
1: Exactly mm,
0: interesting <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um, So the push was really to still be signed. I want to be signed to a major label uh-huh. Um, So at that point in time I did put my head on the rock as far as being an artist and really put my all into DJing and um seeing the struggles that I face as an artist, I always wanted to do it for the independent artist every chance that I got because, you know, as long as they're supporting you, somebody has to support them. I really wanted to take it back to the art of DJing where DJs break records. That's where that's a key part of DJing is breaking the records. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, you know, DJs are getting fed up as far as um, supporting the artists, but the artists not supporting back, mm. but I'm not really seeing that issue as much, I do see it here and there, but the artists that I have around me, they do support back so any chance I get, I definitely want to support the industry, mm-hmm. in the industry.
0: Absolutely, so let's go back to the topic of artists not supporting the DJ like how do you genuinely feel about that? <sighs>
1: I feel like it's a double-edged sword. It works both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, each side has their own critiques or disputes with the other. But I feel like if both of them, both sides actually stop, you know, saying, "Oh, well, you can do more of this," or the DJs could play my song more, or well, the artists could share my mixtape more if I actually put them on it. And we actually come together and we find a middle ground. It would work better for everybody because it's just too much. It's too much division if you actually want to move forward. You cannot move forward, steady dividing up. It mm-hmm. just won't work.
0: No, I understand it, because I feel like um, I look at it and view it the same way you do. Being um, an artist myself, but being in the DJ world as well, I see everything from both perspectives, you know? And, like, when I first became a radio personality, um, That's when even more artists that I knew sent me more and more music to be played. You know, I'm like, oh, I see you got a show. Like, can you play my music? I'm like, well, first of all, it's not even um, sent properly. You know, back then, everyone didn't even send it in MP3 file. You know, they didn't have their name on the track. A lot of them wasn't even mixed and mastered properly. But you want me to play your track? I know you deal with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, like, we wasn't even that cool beforehand. But now that you see that I have a platform, all of a sudden, you want me to play your music. Which I get it to a certain degree. But you got to realize, it's one hand wash, the other. You know, if I like your song and want to help promote it, which I do um like to help all independent artists being one myself. But at the same time... Are you even going to be tuned in when I play your record? Are you even going to share the polls to have people tuned in? And then once I play the record, are you even going to continue to listen to the show or um, listen to it again? Or is it just because, well, at the end of the day, like you play my music, thank you, thumbs up, gotta go. You know, a lot of them didn't even put the effort in. Some of them, I'm just like, you want me to play your music on my show, but you didn't even take the time out to figure out what my show is even about.
1: Exactly.
0: And that's the part, I'm just like, are you serious? Because you'd be like, oh, I want you to play my record. What record? My new rap song. I'm like, oh, my station is about country music. Oh, for real it is? That's my point. You didn't even take a moment to figure (laughs) out what the show was about. Like, it's sickening. (laughs) Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. sickening, and I, I get it sometimes when you really try to push to so many different markets and labels or DJs and stations. It's a lot to keep up with them and try to support all of them. I get it to a certain degree, but what I've learned from going to um, DJ seminars and conferences is they want you to build some type of relationship with them first before you bum rush them with your music, because you gotta realize they're getting it from everybody. You have to stand out. You know I'm what so. I'm saying? So it's 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 really crazy. Even now, like knowing so many different DJs, I used to complain about artists sending me their tracks, but I should have appreciated it because I went from an artist sending me a track that's three to four minutes long to all these DJs sending me mixes. <laughs> That's like an hour to a two hour. And they're like, yo, you hear my mix? I'm like, no. Oh, for real, you didn't yet? I'm like, y'all sound like the artist. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, I'm sorry. I didn't get to it yet. But when I get a chance, I got you. And sometimes I never got a chance. Because I tell people, you have to look at things from as many perspectives as you can realistically. You know? Yes, it's your job to promote But at the same time, don't just only promote your things. Yes, it's okay for you to want to have your song played, but have some respect and show love to the station. Yes, you want the DJ to spin your record, but yo, do a drop for him. Show him some love, you know? Share his fan page. It goes both ways. I say everything is a relationship. You know what I'm saying? And that's the part, people got to stop being so selfish. Here With me personally, I don't share a lot of things on my page on Facebook unless I'm actually involved in it, only because I can't be posting so many different things that what I really want my fans to see gets lost in the shuffle. But I do it other ways. Like, you know, like when it came to your fan page, like we people now, Team Spaz, That I'm like, yo, make me an admin to your fan page and I'll send it out to my people to get you some likes. You know, that's my way of showing you that I'm rocking with you. I'm supporting you the best way I know how.
1: Most definitely.
0: Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? so, um, speaking of that, we can go back to the topic because you know me, I can ramble forever. Um, (laughs) what was your experience when it came to doing the mixtape working with the artist registered not registered things done properly and the shenanigans behind the scenes that the average person never sees this gonna be good and make it good
1: (laughs) man you know when i first set out to do the compilation album um, this was my first major project that I had put out um, and it wasn't your typical DJ mixtape um, where I just basically sat down and picked songs that I wanted to mix it up with. I actually reached out to artists, artists submitted tracks to me so I knew that it would be a little bit harder. How mm-hmm. much harder? I wasn't really <laughs> <laughs> prepared for. Um, as far as you know getting the tracks and meeting deadlines i felt like the artists some of the artists i'm not going to say all but some had an issue with the deadlines um i would set deadlines and they would miss them um and which would push me back a little bit and then once we got the recordings done i talked over all the tracks it was the royalties and who's registering and who's not registering and it kind of went back to the area of when I first contacted the artist or when the artist contacted me and I kind of laid it out plainly of how everything would work and, you know, kind of touched on every point, but some did not read every point. They just heard, submit your track. You can be featured on the album. You will be distributed everywhere and you will get royalties. That's all they saw, I Mm -hmm. swear. But that's not all I thought. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. People see what they um, wanna see. When it came when it came time to
1: upload and you know, everybody wanted to get their royalties and but nobody had the proper answers as far as are you registered, does your song have an IRC code? Um, nobody knew anything I was talking about. So that kinda made the process stretch out a little bit longer and a little bit harder but it actually prepared me because this is a compilation album that i look to do more of in the future so it prepared me for maybe i need to you know dive in a little bit harder and hone in on the fine print details a little bit more and make them more visible next time so it'll go much smoother i don't even think
0: i don't even think that would even help to be honest because i'm the type of person DJs, artists and stuff is like my family. You know what I mean? So, I'm like if other people try to talk about you I'm going to defend you but when I'm talking about you I'm going to let you know what's up. (laughs) You know? um, I say this out of love but being real people are trying to keep up with the changes in the music and the business but the professionalism is falling through the cracks. You have to realize, yes, things are changing, but the basics hasn't changed. You know? And um just like the other day, someone I'm I, I was watching this one artist and I see them promoting stuff like, yo, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm a hard worker, like I'm out here doing what I gotta do, right? And I'm I'm watching this stuff. I'm like, okay, okay. Then I get a message, because they got one of my emails about, like, services and stuff. It was like, um, what's a DJ service pack? And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold up. So you out here making it seem like you better than everybody else. You got stuff on point, but then you sliding in my DM for something you should already know. That will always tell people, humble yourself, because you don't know everything. You know what I'm saying? Like you said with, um the um the codes and stuff a lot of people don't know about those codes you know and then when they think about registered um they just think that the song is online so it's registered not realizing no we're talking about your pro um your pro which a lot of people don't even know what that is don't even know what it stands for you know what i'm saying and then on top of that i'm like yes now it's registered now you have codes but is it even in You know, pay attention to what I was just asking you because that's something totally different or together, you know. And I tell people when I say this stuff, I'm not saying it because I think I know everything. It's more the fact that I was humble enough to know that things are changing and I need to keep up with the changes. And I'm humble enough to know that I want to do this and I want to do it right. So if I have to fall back to learn the basics. I'm going to do that. And that's what I did. Because it was like, Quest, I don't understand how you've been doing music all this time. But you ain't get on these I said, why? Because back then, I wasn't doing it properly. You know? I was just writing songs, recording songs, performing songs. I kept it moving. I burned my own mixtapes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I passed it out or whatever. And when I did it, I just, you know, it is what it is. But now, like, now that I'm older, yes, I'm a seasoned entertainer. But I come to realize a lot of the business stuff, especially now everything changing, like the streaming and stuff, I didn't know. So I took the time to learn it so I can educate others, you know? And to this day, it's still a lot of things that I don't know. And with you doing this mixtape, I'm sure a lot of them are newer artists, not because they always had a passion for music, but for their mind, it's the easiest profession to get in. It's the easiest to get the most attention. And if they feel they got a little talent, they're going to run with it. And they think just because they on SoundCloud and Instagram and YouTube that they pop in. You forget it's called a music business for a reason. You can't do the music without the business.
1: You know, which for, for so mm-hmm.
0: I, I, I <laughs> you right. <laughs> but even with you, like you work with these artists, and you got these fire songs, but you can't barely do with it there because they're not even registered, they're not even done professionally. Then you have these these um, deadlines that you can't even meet because of the people that you have to deal with, because in their mind, they want to be seen, they want to be heard, they want to be discovered, they want the money, but they don't want to put in the real work because they are so disrespectful even when it comes to competitions like i've I've host talent shows open mics showcases concerts you have one job send your music ahead of time mp3 so i can give it to the dj ahead of time but in your mind it's not that big of a deal that you feel like it is okay for you to bring the music to me the day of that's showing me that you are disrespectful and you don't care. Sound check's at 8, the show is at 9, why are you showing up at 10 o'clock? And if something happened, you don't feel that I deserve the decency of a text or a call just to let me know and to notify me that you're not going to be on time. Why, it wasn't that important to you, but let me see somebody like Diddy, Jay-Z, J. Cole, Anybody in the alphabet come to the show, I bet you would have been on time then. Why would you have more respect for them than you have respect for me? If you can't respect an open mic or a showcase, but you have some respect for Madison Square Garden, that is a slap in the face and you wonder why you at a standstill. It is your own fault. Because just because other people make it out here does not mean you are. Because in this industry, whether it's music or sports, it's like hitting the lottery. Everybody not going to win. Especially not that easy. Let me stop. (laughs) Let me stop because I'm going in. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm passionate about this stuff
1: after I done like two weeks in advance, three weeks in advance, for you to sing your songs to me so I can be better organized for the show. If you want to show up three minutes before the show, hey, I got my
0: jump drive. You ready for me? Uh, no. It's it's so bad. It's so bad. People still bringing CDs. (laughs) People still uh, sending the music in four A's. I'm like, why should I have to convert your music... To be part of my show. How come your name is not on the track? But like I tell people, I don't come down too hard on them because it was a lot of things that I recently learned that I had to change myself. So instead of me being frustrated and aggravated as much as I really wanted to, I had to be a mature adult about it. Because I remember for when I did a radio show, like literally right then and there at a conference, and they was like, oh, do I even have your music? Or oh, send me music. I sent to them. They're like, what is this? My music. Uh, track one? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And they was like, okay, let me tell you something. I'm like, yes. How am I supposed to know it's your song? Because I emailed you. He's like, no. You have to name it properly with your name in the front and then the title of the song so you don't get lost in the shuffle. In my mind... At the time, I was like, if the D, if the engineer then not sent it with my name, I don't know how to change it. Not realizing yeah. I had the ability to do it, but I, I appreciate the DJ and the radio station taking the time to teach me so I can be knowledgeable going forward. Nowadays, most people are just complaining about everything that these artists have do and don't do instead of being leaders and guiding them to help them properly yes they are a headache just like family (laughs) but we're still a family we are still a community and we still have to be here for one another and yes we can't take the time out for everyone to help each individual become a better artist a better host a better dj but we can still make an effort you know so they don't have to keep Following each other, trying to figure it out when we have so many elders and leaders that can actually guide them properly. Remember back in the day where each artist or rapper actually had a DJ? (laughs) Like, they're with them everywhere they went as if they was, like, a a real team. People don't even have that anymore. That is sad.
1: Yeah, and I can tell you personally because I'm me and... I actually have three artists that I DJ for currently. Um, but the first one that I started DJing with, I kind of see why that's a lost art form, um, because we ran into the issue with, oh well, this event already has its DJ, um, so you can just send me your music. And we're like, well, we have chemistry. I know his show, he knows me, I know him, and we're ready to rock out. And it was basically, we got a good handful of knows that we could not come in together, or uh, even if we did, like I would have to either be his hype man on stage, and I couldn't actually spin his music because they already had their DJ for their event. But I'm like, okay, so you book you book Little Wayne, and he brings his DJ in, but you already got your DJ rocking. You gonna tell him that he gotta rock with your DJ?
0: That's that's weird to me because I've seen it where all they had to do was. So, oh, I get it. You don't want nobody to touching your equipment, but most of them just switch laptops <laughs> and call Exactly. It. But at the same time, if you don't know them and they gotta touch your equipment, it can get a little tricky. Every situation is different. To so to a certain degree, I kind of can understand.
1: Yep, yep. And see, we try to we try to go around that because I'm I'm very big on being punctual. Um, even more than punctual. I like to show up to any event that I do an hour to an hour and a half early. If it's that type of an event. If it's my personal event, I'm showing up as early as I possibly can to set up so that time I can have that way I can have time to digress. I can get myself ready for the show and when I come in, all I gotta do is go in and rock. I ain't gotta worry about sound checking or setting up anything but as far as going in for artists, I'm usually volunteering to get there at least an hour and a half two hours early that way i can set up my own equipment like even if i'm not rocking the show and i'm rocking for my artist i'm bringing my own equipment like i don't personally i don't want to touch your equipment because i don't know if this knob is already about to fall off and then i get on and i'm the one to knock it off and then i gotta pay you 1500 for your controller or your
0: turntable. exactly <laughs> so the only thing that i would be confused when it comes to a situation like that is if you know that you are bringing in your own dj To an event that you're a part of, and you're not really the headliner, it is the artist's responsibility to call the facility and promoter ahead of time so they are very aware that you're bringing your own and you know exactly the proper guidelines to follow so everything can run smoothly. You know, so technically it's the artist's fault or if they have a manager that failed to do that that's just like when um it was his artist from new york that came to connecticut and wanted some shows and stuff and i was booking some things for him but then he felt some type of way because his dancers couldn't get in i said you asked me to book you stuff at clubs and bars like that's what i knew and that's what i know and you just now telling me that your dancers is like 19 and 20 you know, I'm just like you. Failed to tell me that. Well, normally there's no issue. I never had a problem. I don't care about what problems you didn't have. You know, nobody knows you out here. So in their mind, your resume don't mean nothing. They're only booking you off the strength of me. And now you telling me that you don't feel right, that you don't want to perform without your dancers that's underage. Like you sound dumb. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, that don't even make any sense. And for the fact that you didn't even um let me know so I can even properly talk to them or discuss things with them ahead of time, just show me that you're not as professional as you come off to be. But, yeah, yeah. That's, that's... Yeah, painful. I ran
1: into that with being that, you know, what we talked about earlier, that DJ slash promoter, when I was promoting events you know, and it would be a showcase type of event, and it would be at an established bar or um, lounge or whatever you want to call it. They would have a group, but it would be, like, ages from, like, 24, 23, mm-hmm. which is cool. 22, yeah. all right. And then you got two 18-year-olds. Well, um, sorry, you know, you didn't actually tell me, like, I'm booking you or you're reaching out to get booked for a show, but you don't tell me all the information pertaining to your group knowing that you the venue is twenty one and up and they're not budging on the issue. Mm-hmm. You need to let me know that up front so either I can try to see if I have another show lined up where, you know, those artists that are under eighteen are accepted, or, you know, you can plan better and maybe three of y'all can rock out of the five because maybe y'all have some tracks together with all these three of y'all on it. I don't know, but it could have worked better than you waiting to the last minute and showing us a door and security calling me over. Hey, um, we got two 18-year-olds and they said they're good on the kind of you. Um, nope. I didn't say that. No. <laughs> and then you want to bash DJ like Oh man, he booked this show for me, but he ain't let my whole group in. Well, your whole group ain't over twenty one. This is a legal establishment. I don't know what book made in the walls I might perform in previously, but you know we kind of do credible establishment.
0: <laughs> no, you're right because in a lot of their minds, because they have like on this eagle trip, well, you need me. I'm the talent, which means you should accommodate me. No fool. You should know the business, you should know what's up, and you should communicate properly so we can handle this properly. And that's where a lot of them just like I ain't got time for it. Just like back in the day, it was a little bit more lenient when it came to um <clears throat> being in clubs a little underage. You know what I'm saying? Or not having a license, but you knew the bouncer, so you good, you can slide in real quick. But they're just so careless nowadays, and a lot of people start to lose their liquor license and club license because of the people that know how to act, especially if you knew you wasn't supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? So now they bucket down so much. Can't nobody really try to lose their business or establishment because some underage person is acting a fool. You know what I'm saying? So why would you in this day and age go somewhere when you know you don't have your ID or your license on you, whether you know the bouncer or not, because at the end of the day you put their job at jeopardy. You know what I'm saying? The same thing with um the ones that's in the crew of people underage. You yourself shouldn't even rely on people like, oh no, you good, don't worry, I got you, I know the people. No, you don't. You don't know them that well. Because it was a lot of people that like, Quest, there's nothing you can do. I said, what you want me to do with your friend that's 19? Can so you just talk to them? Talk to them for what? To put their business in jeopardy because you failed to at least contact me ahead of time so we can find a way to figure it out or at least make an effort to figure it out. And now you looking at me trying to make me feel bad because you drove all this way and your ignorance stopped you from coming in. That is not fair to me. You know they put you in the know, aqua
1: pr-
0: predicament. I, yeah, I
1: think I actually have the reason, or maybe partially the reason, why they feel like it's okay, and it's due to the industry, honestly. Because if you look at the talent that's coming up now, like NBA Young Boy, he was young when he started popping and performing. Uh-huh. Little Paul. NLE the or all these young dudes they on IG in the club performing their hits popping bottles doing them and everybody know they like under 21
0: mm-hmm. they do yeah.
1: especially when they first pop so they're like well they're doing it well let me let me let me just give you the hard facts they've made it the club is making money so they can counteract any loss that they might take on any fine that they might get fine for having underage in there or anything of that nature. You don't have that type of clock behind you. They're not getting paid off of you being there being there. So you can't really like I posted a couple days ago, mm-hmm. you can't base your success or your journey off of somebody else's journey of success.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Just like they were like, well Quest, you was in the club under age when you first started performing. Yes. But I was civilized. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't act a fool. And I was open and honest with every promoter club and club owner. Like, look, I am very aware that this place is twenty-one and over, and I'm only nineteen. All I want to do is perform. I don't drink. I don't do. I'm not gonna sneak nothing. I'm not gonna act a fool. I'm not gonna fight anybody. I just want to touch the mic. And someone was like, "You know what? I understand." And even time, one time, they was like, "She can perform, but after she's done, she has to leave." Because she's underage. And I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with that. So you know what I did? I networked with everyone before I went on. And then once I got on, I rocked out my 20 minutes. And then they was like, that was great, but I'm sorry. I'm like, that's fine. I understand. I'm not going to fuss with you. I appreciate you even risking it with me being in here. Thank you. And you guys have a good night. Which was kind of dope. The dudes that's from New York, they actually came outside you know, to make sure they got my contact and they wanted to stay in contact with me. And we have still been cool to this day, but it's the maturity thing. And I'm like, why should people risk their lives and their businesses establishment and reputations because you fail to be up to par and then don't even have a decency to contact people ahead of time. So we can even work anything out for you. This go back to people got to forget business one-on-one. And for the fact that you mentioned these new artists are emulating the other new young artists out there, they're teaching each other. How can you teach each other if neither one of you have truly learned The proper way of doing things, which falls back on the other people in the industry that feel that they are too cool, too big, too busy to do anything. But you be so quick to talk junk and smack about the new music and a new generation. Because you know, on some real, if y'all don't really like this hip hop and y'all all complaining, technically the DJs don't have to play it, you can play the music you want majority of the time. You know what I'm saying? You can play that raw hip hop. There's still a lot of artists out there that's playing that music, but you too busy to scout the music that you like and the people need to hear. You too busy to open up that email. You too busy to go to these showcases and stuff. You too busy to go looking at talent, you know, and you only going out unless you booked. That is not cool. You know what I'm saying? We have the power to change what we want to um change in our cities, in our communities, and even in the music industry. People just don't care no more. They only about the dollar. Well, at the end of the day, this is what sells. They don't want to spend and call it a day. Yeah. You continue to have that mindset, and you're going to continue being miserable at your events. Me, personally, not happening. Not happening. Yeah. Yeah, that is true.
1: But also with that, it's like a lot of people it's a lot of wave riders out there. And you know, they see certain ones talking about um, the new hip hop is whack and it's just a bunch of mumble jumble and this, that, and the third. But, you know, when they get when those same people get in the club, if you put on a Kendrick Lamar track that's got some real substance to it, they're going to look at you like, man, what this black what dude playing, yo? What, man, put on some, put on some, um, um, the baby. Put on some, no disrespect. Put on, put on some NBA, man. We, we trying to, we trying to turn up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wasn't you just on Facebook like a week ago talking about where the real lyrics at? Where mm-hmm. the at? So you can't, you can't walk around with pretty much two miles on your face. It just doesn't work like that.
0: You mean kinda like men shouting out how they want natural women with a natural women now, but you still give all the attention to the Barbies <laughs> Like you gotta relax.
1: Exactly
0: <laughs> Oh you that was close to my word, factamundo. But I, I like that I like I accept that. I'll accept it. But you know, it's just a lot. So what I would want to say because you know we're about to wrap up the, the hour, um thank you dj spaz out for being a dj that understands taking the time out to see things from an artist's perspective a patron's expect perspective and from a dj perspective so you can understand the people um that you're working with and dealing with you know what i'm saying i thank you for having a platform or opening up an opportunity to help out these artists cuz yes you could have just like yo I'm doing a mixtape um you could pay for your slot and I'm gonna throw it up in these emo blasts and on this website and this mixtape website and blah 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 and get you exposure but no you like look I'm here I have a platform I want to open this up to you to get you some recognition and some spins and some streams and some money You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, you still got to do your part. Yes, it's draining. But for the fact that you took the time to do it, I commend you for that. You know, and what I like about you is you're great at what you do as a DJ. You're still here for the music community. You stay on top of your social media. (laughs) You stay a great entertainer, you're engaging with your peoples, you're following you know what I'm saying you making sure that your work matches what you say you deliver. you're a great graphic designer, you know what I'm saying you cater to your clients, you know, and at the same time you're staying genuine and you're staying humble and that's gonna take you a long way and I just want you to say um to know that because. I am watching, and I applaud you. Real talk.
1: Well, as much love as you to my way, I'm throwing that times 10 right back to you, quest. You are amazing. The quest effect is real. <laughs> Everything you do, you're dipping your foot into politics now, and I'm just about to fall a lot of pass out, because I don't know what hat you're going to put on next, but every <laughs> hat you put on, you wear it, and you wear it well. And yeah, and I made this whole conversation with our cussing. I feel pretty good about myself. You know
0: why? Because, like you said, the quest effect is real. And you know, I do not like profanity. But you know, it all it <laughs> does is take a little effort. You can change things and be a little bit more on the positive side. <laughs> but for the Absolutely last right. for the last minute of this show, talk to the people about whatever you want to say. Now I'm finally giving you the floor. The last minute.
1: request make sure y'all follow me on all my social medias at the official dj spaz out that is on ig at the official dj spaz out with two v's not one two v's i'm different um, facebook at the official dj spaz out va unleashed volume 2 compilation album is out and submissions are open so if you are artists please contact me today on my personal facebook and I will get you heard and I will get you the
0: place that you deserve. That is super awesome. Once again, it's your girl T Quest. You are tuned to the T-Quest Show, and that was today's special guest, DJ Spaz out, Spaz out from Virginia. And remember to follow me on all social media at t GLM. Make sure you download that T-Quest mobile app in your Google Play Store and your app store. And always remember, I am here for you, but I need you to be here for me. The T-Quest Show, relatable, informative, yet entertaining. And if you need any of my services, as a radio personality, a blogger, a podcaster, a party host, an entertainer, voice specialist, even in my fashion designers, even in my clothing line, but as well as my cosmetic line. I am a lady that has been blessed with many gifts, but once again, it's not really about me. But at the same time, I always say take advantage of your platform. It's your girl T-Quest, DJ Spats out, and I am signing out. real